Yes. Dude, it's from his rookie year, bro. Derek Jeter's rookie year, bro. Dude, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a dope-ass Mickey Mantle um, magazine cover, too. Plus, like always, bro, I got a couple of Mickey Mantle autographs lying around the place. Mickey Mantle, bro. Same neck of the woods as us, dude. If you're ever out in Oklahoma City, which who knows if you ever will be, but check out Mickey Mantle Steakhouse. And after you're done there, head over to Night Trips, Triple X. They are not a sponsor of ours, but they do have some fun stuff to do after dark. And really, we've just been on a mission to promote their podcast for some reason. I don't know exactly why, but when you type OKC, we've pushed Night Trips podcast to the number one OKC podcast. It's two years old. It's how we do, baby. We're just trying to push people around, do. dude. I mean, frankly, <coughs> when I looked on there and I saw that butt, I was like, that butt belongs way higher in the rankings, dude. Way higher. Right? What a great ass to have your podcast. Yo, did you see my um my jacket, bro? I um I bought it when I lived in Puerto Rico, and everybody was like, "Nice." Why the fuck did you buy that? When are you gonna wear it? And I'm like, I don't know. Well, I don't live in Puerto Rico anymore, bro. <laughs> so, boom, yeah, that's dude. pretty cool, yeah. man. Had to be like some gangster that fled to Puerto. Honestly, Rico. I think it's, it's from like, like I think it's from New Zealand, bro. It's like it's sheep, and it's it's nicer than it looks, bro. Hell yeah, like. Anyway, I know most people can't see me <laughs> right now, nice. and that's okay, because we're talking about a legit Marble Man style. Dave, what'd you say, dude? It looked like like um, Joe Namath, dude? All right, I'll take that, dude. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, you got that Joe Namath look that he walked out on the Super Bowl. You mean you know sex on a stick, bro. You're talking about sex on a stick. <coughs> sex yeah. on a stick. Man, that is something <laughs> that I'll yeah, leave dude. alone. <laughs> You do you. All right, so <laughs> we got a lot going on, bro. All right, I want to I want to give us both a pat on the back <coughs> before we get too started, bro, because we're sitting there looking at this right. whole Robert Server situation in Phoenix, bro, and we both said bullshit, right? Fuck it yeah, was dude. like something was way off, and now like all sorts of shit is going wild because Robert server has been served bro like now we're talking about paypal dropping their sponsorship i think that's you know they got that that label on the patch bro so that going away that's gotta yeah that's gotta be as much as the stadium Here's signed the, I mean, that's exact quote money. bro in light of the findings of the nba's investigation we will not renew our sponsorship should Robert Server remain involved in the Suns organization after serving his suspension? So they're not walking away. It, they're threatening yeah. to. All right. So then on top of that, bro, well, his number two said he should, he should step down. The guy he's supposed to be running things for him while he's gone. That is a bad sign, bro. Well, it, I mean, it's what, to me, it's what we see. This is what happens when you do something wrong. And people don't agree with it, period. Like, you start seeing this. Now, if this pressure d is not enough to get him removed, then there's going to be a player strike. You think so? 
Like, let's talk oh, about that because that dude, was listen. one of the things you said that was really dude, interesting. CP3. Yeah, let's talk about CP3. CP3 went through this with the Clippers. You think he really wants to go through this again with the Clippers or with the Suns? So oh, no, he's the vice president or president of the Players Association. He's got some sway, but let's talk about what, dude. I'm talking Suns. I'm talking straight up. Chris Paul going to the Suns and saying, "I'm retiring, or you can trade me." Okay, so let's talk about what happened though. We we talked about this on our last podcast. I said I thought that the other NBA owners said, "You can't put a punishment like a permanent suspension on him for this," and it turns out. It seems like that was a little bit of what was going on. We have this article by SB Nation that really indicates that Adam Silver's hands were tied. And I thought that would probably be the, the governors case. Of board right. of governors. They said, this is not a punishable, like a lifetime ban punishable offense. Which indicates to me that the reason they're saying that is because they would all be in trouble if that's what you know constitutes a lifetime ban. Whereas Donald Sterling, they could be like, oh, I've never said anything like that. So, you know... Yeah. But it's all putting a lot of pressure on servers. So you got to ask yourself, dude, what's going to be the conclusion? And before you say what you think the conclusion is, I'll say this. We're going to be talking about Nick Smith right. from Arkansas, his draft po- profile. We're excited about talking about him. That's going to be at the conclusion of the podcast. That's an amazing player. Uh, we love talking about these new NBA level athletes and how we think they're going to do, you know, especially in college, you know, some of the G League Ignite or whatever. But. We'll talk about him at the end, but in the meantime, bro, talk to me more about server. Yeah, first of all, I mean, I understand with the whole thing about Silver and Adam Silver, whatever, making the decision to really, I guess, say fuck it. And listen, I get it. The Board of Governors handcuffed him here, but there comes a point, and he's going to recognize this really fast, that when people are pissed off, for an injustice that has been done, people are going to fight back, and he should have thought about this. And I and I and I get it. I mean, Mr. Silver, with all due respect, you you are a good commissioner. You've done some amazing things for the NBA, and you continue to do some amazing things for the but NBA. But is he the cool commission? But when it comes to this, is right, he the cool commission? But when the, when it comes to this right here, I just felt like like there there is no. There's no amount of punishment that you could have handed him that would have been enough except for uh, essentially a lifetime ban. Mark Mark said it at a zero onto each of the, the suspension and the money that was uh, fined. So $100 million, 10 years, which is a lifetime suspension. For an old man. I mean, no one's no one's going to no one's going to bounce back after that. So for me, that's what I would have loved to see. Um, I get it. But. It's just disappointing. I felt like the commission had an opportunity to really cement himself as being one of those really great commissioners. And we've seen it happen with politics before when presidents have taken stands against things and, and different things like that. And this would have been an amazing opportunity for Adam Silver to be like, fuck all you all. Suspension for life is what he gets because this is unacceptable for an owner. Dude, I agree. And I think the commissioner would have had to go to bat. And I think he has a lot of I would say goodwill within this, the fan base, the sports world, even outside the sports world, but especially when, within the owners. And he would have had to push all of his political um, capital into the center of the table and say, I give a shit. This is what I care about, and I'm not going to back down. And it seems like he backed down. Maybe, we, maybe there's more to it, 
And at some point, I'm sure he'll tell his M- side maybe, of the story, but maybe not. You know what? Listen, he might not have had any power at all, and he might be the motor behind everything that's been happening since. Letting the um, um, minority owner to the Suns, who has the you know possession of the team right now, letting him know that he would support right. him if he was able to get the team away. Like, There's things that the, the commissioner could be doing behind the scenes, and, and one of those things is he could be calling – Chris Paul, he could be doing these other things. I understand he works for the owner. You know, I owners, I understand he does that. But we've seen it happen before. A whistleblower is a whistleblower. If it's things aren't going right, you have opportunities to go out and do things, to make things right. So I hope Silver's doing what's right, but I don't know, man. It's just, I've lost a lot of faith in this system that deals with racist shit. Yeah, dude, for sure, for sure, for sure. It's it's embarrassing, but we we're now looking at it, and they're getting pressure from the the money side of it, and that's really important. And if that happens enough, then it could, you know, force him. But in the end, if he doesn't want to sell the team, then he nobody's going to make him sell the team. And I feel like they had their chance right now, and they missed. And now he's going to do whatever he wants. And if you look at, like, um, I think it's George Shin from from Charlotte and how he was committed to fucking over the city at the end. And he moved the team to new Orleans, you know, in spite of whatever the city was willing to do. I think it could get ugly. Maybe there's not like a moving here, but maybe a big middle finger to the league on his way out could be more damaging than anybody really knows right now. But, um, dude, I don't know. Do you got anything else to say? I don't know. You want to talk about some football, man. Let's, let's talk football because I'm, I'm done Thursday night, bro. Robert. We got to heard uh, hear Kirk Herbstreit out there calling some some uh, Thursday night football games, dude. All right, I don't really give a shit about that. But anyway, like, um, did you watch the game? You get to see any highlights from the game or anything, bro? Let me tell you about the game, dude. <laughs> all right, so tell me. All right, Herbert was in a big time duel with Mahomes, dude. Mahomes sidearm magic yeah, touchdown, yeah. that type of shit. Which is funny. I, I gotta say, I gotta say, it's funny because you kind of were like the ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I was like telling you, bro. Yeah, last episode. Yeah, about I was the telling ducks. you because he's legit, dude. <laughs> he, like for real. And I know he should, so people good. should be excited, so especially especially with Mike Williams out there with him, dude. Uh, man, Mike Williams had this one-handed <laughs> grab for a touchdown. It was crazy, dude. And they were up. I mean, the the Chargers were up, you know, late in the third, or at least you know mid third like it was a legit yeah. game dude and then dude. other than herbert's like pick dude and it was a pick six did, he did played you see a the pick game, though dude. it was crazy it did was you amazing pick? you know interception what a play like it was yeah. an insane like maybe maybe once in a lifetime yeah, i mean pick. the guy's a rookie so you don't you know, know. Like, you don't know he might be able to keep doing that dude watson but again like he looked like a wide receiver making I know, a catch dude. out there that's what was so crazy about it and i was like whoa what just yeah. happened and there you go. Because they were on the, what, the, like, seven or something like that? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It, it was, I think they were on the, th- the three, dude. In I think the red they were, zone. Yeah, it was right there. And, dude, like, then Herbert gets completely demolished, right? Like, I think he came out of the game. I think Chase Daniels was in the game for a minute. I'm not exactly sure. But, oh, wow. dude, he came back, dude. And there was a point where he threw the ball, like, out of bounds, like, to just, like, he was out of the pocket. So, just to get rid of it, dude. And he looked like he was in more pain yeah. than I've ever seen anybody throw the ball. Like, and then he came back, dude, and he threw a strike for a touchdown. Like, the dude was crushed. Damn. And he kept playing. So he's Damn. tough as nails, too. 
Mahomes, dude. Mahomes is Mahomes, dude. But like, that's as good a game as you can ever ask for 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 Thursday night. I think anyway, dude. I was, I was freaking out during it, dude. And anyway, dude. But speaking of like freaking out after um, a game, dude. Trey Lance, dude. I don't know if anybody else saw this, but he was at a house party with some strippers, bro. And I'm I'm telling you, if you know anything about us, dude, we like strippers. And we love house parties. Dude. We love headlines about yeah, strippers. Yeah, dude. So let's talk about it, dude. What do you want me to show this video while you talk, or what? Yeah, because I, I want everybody to see the stack that Trey Lance has. Right, it's in gonna his be hand, fast, man. and if you're not if you're not listening, listen to Dave. I mean, if you're not watching, listen to Dave's play by play. All right, Dave, you're gonna have to <laughs> you have to give everybody their money their money worth as they're listening to your stripper play by play. All right, we have Crystal, the far one, and Candy close yeah. up. And they call that jiggling of jiggling the ass, of cheeks, the ass. man. I think I've heard of this. Whew. All right, so this yeah, is the second time through. Pretty baller. But if you look at Trey Lance, you see yeah. him right there? Right there, boom, right in the background. All right. Right there, yep. boom. You see that stack of cash he's got in yep, his hand? Yeah, dude. I'm, like, here's the thing. I have to be dude, honest, bro. When this I go is to a just, strip club, dude. This is unconfirmed. This is. This is unconfirmed. All right, all right. So I want to make sure everybody knows this. So after this video was posted, Trey Lance supposedly found out that it was a viral video. So he felt bad, and he made sure after the party he sat down with the strippers, Candy and Crystal, and he had a conversation about their lives and where they're going and what they're using That's the money good. for. So productive. Like, you know, unconfirmed that he made sure that the strippers were taken care of. Which is important. Because I'm a greedy motherfucker when I go to strip club. Like, you want a dollar? <laughs> I'm buying beer, and that's it, dude. I'm not buying lap dances. I'm there to drink with a view because I'm tired of watching TV. That's the only reason, bro. And I'm just like, dude, sometimes my friends would be like, go give her a dollar. I'm like, I'm not giving her a dollar. Like, go give her a dollar. <laughs> that's not, not why I'm here, bro. Dude, that time... That time we went to Triple yeah, D's, Yeah, Double know? D's. I'm with you. And we're sitting with that old man, and the old man has, like, two strippers sitting yeah. on his lap. And uh, one of the strippers, like, Mike. hands me a dollar bill and goes, go to that yeah. one. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay. So I took the dollar bill she gave me, which I should have just used my own money. I don't even know why I made the stripper pay for my, my face um, dance. But, <laughs> dude, man, that's the, that was you know it. why that, that happened, was, That bro? was the bee's knees, Because guys. you were hanging out with me. And I was I was such a regular there that people knew if they didn't give me their money, then I wasn't gonna do anything. <laughs> what was that? What was that place double called? Double D's, dude. I know what you mean. Over like council and or double D's I or think triple it's doubles, D's, bro. I'm pretty sure. But um, ah, whatever. <laughs> but dude, I'm telling you, one of the shadiest places. It, but man. no, it wasn't. It was a very very like um, nice establishment. There, did you know that one ref? Um, that was like really tall. He used to play at the lighthouse a lot in, in Oklahoma City, but it really, really oh, yeah, tall. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. He had the stupidest haircut. If anybody knows high school basketball in Oklahoma City, he's like probably like six seven, and he's kind of got a flat top up there. But anyway, he used to be a high jumper for OU, and he could leap. A lot of people don't know about that about him. But I saw him at the strip club there one Damn. time, dude, and I was like, yeah, first person I've seen at Double D's. But anyway, that's my whole story, dude. Now. I wish I had his name, yeah, dude. We could, we could give a shout out, bro. <laughs> this is unconfirmed, but I heard James Harden 
went there a few times, well, yeah. right? Why wouldn't you at least try it with that name? I have a, you know, I have a, a pseudo brother-in-law because they're not really brother-in-laws, right? Pseudo brother-in-law that used to visit that place uh regular so i wish again, i was a regular dude good entertainment i, I, I would say that $4. i was a semi-regular i got a dollar like, i've got a dollar <laughs> i got a dollar dude, hey, hey, i i would go in there that's the problem i would go in there with like lots of money and i knew if i started spending any of yep. it i was fucked so i was like i'm not going i'm not you're not getting a buck nobody's getting a buck from me you you can only spend a dollar so many times before the strippers are like nah you got to pay a 20 to get but if more. i could be like trey lance if i could bring stacks <laughs> dude that would be fun bro that would be sometimes you just got to do what you dude, what you know what he's got like a thousand you think there two thousand in that know, dude. i'd be the only guy that was leaving there with money they'd be like what's wrong with you i'm like well you guys were paying for it and i was just i had a front row seat and it really wouldn't have made it that much more different yeah. i was throwing my money in there like there's free money know, on the like, floor. That's enough, right? It up. <laughs> like, I'm not picking that up. <laughs> but, yo, dude. Um, <laughs> they paid me 10%. Dude, Tua. Tua breaking it down, bro. Breaking it down in slow motion about, hey, sometimes Whoa. I can't see over people. <laughs> and that means you got to move to an open spot. And if you can see me and I can see you, then I know you're open. Am I, miss- am I missing anything, bro? Bro, bro, listen, I love Tua. I love his family. In fact, we lived, I think, I mean, if we count houses in Eva Beach, where we lived in Eva yeah. Beach, Hawaii, we're like 20 houses right. away, which is Almost like, neighbors. like a city block, I guess, from them. So I I don't want to say neighbors, but once in a while we would see them walking around the block and we'd everybody wave to them, super nice people. But I, you know... Sometimes I I scratch my head when somebody opens dude, no. their mouth and says don't go there, dude. Like that this. was like, genius, bro. He was talking down to the reporter, bro. Don't, dude. It was beautiful. Yes, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying is sometimes I scratch my head when like, like these players answer these these questions for reporters. Oh, you know, like like the KD one we're gonna look at in a little bit. Oh, right? dude, I don't have that you one know? pulled up, dude. Like KD breaking it down. Did you for know the who reporter. that was? David Letterman, bro. Yeah, we'll we'll pull that one up in a little bit and talk that was about David that in a second, bro. but. Like I, to me, like, to me, like, there's, there's a moment, right, right, where some people just ask questions and you just wonder what the fuck they're going, what's going on, and then, what happens is they clip it. Yeah, they get rid of the question. You know, they get rid of the question, and then the guy looks like a stupid idiot for breaking things down because they kept on asking the stupid question until he broke it down. Now, I get it, but. Tua just got a really important lesson because people are going to be harsh on him because of this. You know what I'm saying? Like people are going to be like, "Dude, you're an NFL quarterback. You can't be saying shit like this." And it doesn't matter what the question was asked. I, I feel know? like he was explaining it to someone who was like nine years old, seven years old, kind of thing. But, dude, yo, dude, no. I I support him. I support him, even though he might not have looked smart for the way that he was addressing it. No, no, he, dude. The way he explained it, though, he looks smart. Dude, we're jumping all around, but let's talk about OU football <laughs> real quick because for some reason, I didn't realize Gabriel let's was from Hawaii. Yeah. Really? What the fuck? I didn't know that. It, uh, yeah, didn't all know right, that. you Google that right now, dude. I want to know where, what part of Hawaii he's from, dude. And 
Because if right. I looked it up, I'd be like, I can't. I don't know where this is, dude. Like, I don't know anything about Hawaii. But right. I mean, and as we're talking about a bit of college football, dude, we know that this Aggie slander is gonna get out of control, dude. People are tearing up Texas A&M, totally. a, a whole new level. I love it, though, and they man. deserve it. And they deserve it, dude. I'm telling you that right now. But you sent me that little, um, I don't know, mixtape that was done about... Mililani, man. No, go ahead. No, no, go no. Ahead. We'll, we'll talk tape. about the mixtape later. Tell me about Gabriel, where he's from. Yeah, man. He went to Mililani High School. Mililani is up okay. the mountain. Uh, it's really where a lot of military people right. live. Um, it's, I mean, it's a pretty nice area. A lot of rain. A lot of forest. Uh lots of um canyons and stuff like that man it's a beautiful place uh the flowers up there it's one of my favorite places to go to um, um look at uh flowers in the, the garden so man he grew up in a really beautiful area in hawaii for nice sure. it's, it's awesome to have you know so much talent come from one place especially you know not a lot of people in that area and they keep putting out you know quality college and nfl level quarterbacks and you know so that's great, dude. I love having yeah, it is. a guy like Gabriel on OU um, tearing it up, dude, for sure. We're going to we're gonna see more of that. We'll talk more college football in a little bit. But you sent me that mixtape of um, Miami fan going after. Um, the, we saw the Dan Lebatard going after the, the Aggies. Aggies, dude. It's, it's fun to watch. Anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, fix that right away. Because they, they I don't know, man. It's kind of like um, something my dad used to say to me. Right, don't piss in the wind. I feel like the Aggies piss in the wind, and yeah. they just got pissed on, and it was their own fault. I mean, there's the other thing is don't shit where you where you. Oh, sleep. that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the Aggies definitely. Dude, how about this one? How about this one? Don't pee on an electrical fence. Do you remember when yeah. we got our cousin to do that, bro? Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, man, he still hates us for that. <laughs> I don't blame him either. Like the reality is, like the reality is, is I gotta say this: when I was four yeah. years old, three years old, we went to New Zealand. Oh, you did this, bro. and we spent a month or so there, this. right? Yeah, yeah. And did you ever no. hear about this? My granddad told me to pee on oh. the uh, fence. There's sheep. Yeah, and I got electrocuted. So forgive me for eight years later convincing my cousin to pee on a on a electric wire that had chickens all right a very weak electric but wire his dad was pissed he wanted to kill like you, it's not bro. like he felt anything anyways like, dude he cried bro Fuck, i remember man. him crying <laughs> anyway um yeah dude i would say that that's what the aggies have done they have peed on an electric fence and now they're gonna be complaining that their balls are aching oh. and it's their own damn fault man it's like you racked yourself dude every game they play it's going to be like this. And then for their basketball team, the same thing, man. They are not going to be able to breathe. Like, from now on, they're going to have, like, okay, it's like when a pastor messes up, you know, and then the deacons get together and say, we want to look at your notes before you go and preach just to make sure you're in line, yeah. you know? Like, anybody that speaks out with the Aggies from now on, they're going to be, like, super scripted. Like, you won't be able to, like, go to, like, a gathering without an Aggies football player being, like, I absolutely love football and playing for the Aggies, Texas, rock on. 
You know, like there's nothing else that like they're gonna be he able to say anymore. Threw up the hook and horns, bro. It's gonna bro. be a robot response to he everything. Threw up the like, Texas. This dude truly, really fucked up. You got them. the wrong team there. That hook and horns, but I appreciate the gesture. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. I know, I dude. I love it, dude. All right, so yeah, you're welcome. All right, before we go too much, dude, I'm gonna talk some college week three, and I'm gonna talk fast, bro, and you're gonna tell me to yes. stop. All right. Number one, Georgia versus South right. Carolina. Wow. Number two, Alabama versus. I'm cool UL with that. Monroe. Number three, Ohio State versus Toledo. No. Number four, Michigan versus UConn. Number five, Clemson versus Louisiana Tech. I'm actually interested in that one. Yeah, let's let's talk about Louisiana Clemson Tech real can fast. sometimes field some pretty good teams. I you know. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is sometimes they come out and they surprise people. I don't know what their record is this year I know or nothing. anything else like that. But I mean Clemson's yeah, Clemson is is a weak, weaker Clemson as of recent so all man, right that's going to be interesting for They're, sure they are missing a very key piece to some of those national championships teams and brent brennables at oklahoma and they're going to be put um playing a team that is missing a coach in nebraska no more scott frost dude the freeze is gone yeah i you know what this is going to be big because this is old school rivalry yeah. right here you know like everybody loves to see a nebraska oklahoma game uh, unfortunately for Frosty Frost, he is gone, and I'm okay with that because we don't know what's happening there in Nebraska, so nobody does. Dude, really. and recently, so hopefully, this isn't uh, a good game for we, Oklahoma. Recently, we talked about um, a time where Oklahoma beat Nebraska, and then we went out and tore down the goalpost. You know, that was a crazy game to be at. Yep. And um, I just, I'm just praying, playing Nebraska, that we don't see anything like that happen here, because you know. Somehow they got a new coach and they beat us. And it's hard to prepare for a team that doesn't have a coach. You know, like you never know what will happen. Yeah, exactly. I am living in alternate reality and I am fearful. Let's move on. Number seven, USC versus Fresno State. Number eight, Oklahoma State versus Arkansas Pine Bluff. Number nine, Kentucky versus Youngstown State. These games suck. Number 10, Arkansas versus Missouri State. So bad. What? That could be no, that can't. could be it's okay. Missouri State, dude. That could right. be okay. Arkansas, Missouri. Yeah, whatever. Michigan State versus Washington. <laughs> I want to see that one, bro. Michigan State versus Washington. That one sounds good to me, bro. Yeah. BYU at number 12 versus number 25, one. Oregon. Yeah. I want to see right. that one. I want to see Oregon. I want to see the next two. BYU and Oregon and Miami. <laughs> Texas A&M. <laughs> Here you go. Because they're still ranked. <laughs> All right. So BYU, Oregon, Miami versus fuck? Texas A&M. And I already said uh, Michigan State versus Washington. So there's some good you know, teams outside of the top 10 that we think the matchups are kind of good. Utah versus San Diego State. All right. I'm interested in that. Tennessee versus Akron. Eh. NC State versus Texas Tech. Baylor versus Texas State. Florida versus South Florida, Wake Forest versus Liberty, Ole Miss versus Georgia Tech, Texas versus UTSA, Penn State versus Auburn. All right, that might be interesting, right? Pitt versus Hey, that could Western be good. Michigan. Just because Penn State is famous for falling on their face and it's going to be on CBS, bro. But let's talk about the Notre Dame game of the week. Who do you think will be a team that shouldn't even be in the conversation with them? Or get beat by. You know what I'm saying. Man. I'm going USC, Fresno State. Boom. Mark it down. 
Lincoln Riley gets off wow. to a big shit in the face at USC, dude. It's not going to happen. But, God, Man. you can pray. I'll... You can pray for some shit. I I want to I want to go with I don't know something simple like Michigan getting beat by Washington, you know. Dude, shut up, like, dude. I here's <laughs> fuck out of here. Dude. I mean, Michigan. <laughs> if you said Michigan getting okay, beat right. by UConn, note, okay, that's cool, that's dope, dude. But uh, you're talking like you're playing it safe, dude. Nobody listens to this podcast, bro. Like, just right. say something wonky, all right, dude. All right, all right. Let's just let's just go Louisiana Tech versus Boom. Clemson. Mark this down, dude. Look stupid, All right, man. dude. And we'll revisit this because we only remember when <laughs> we're right on this podcast. It's the best fun, dude. Watch, I'll get those two calls. All right, correct, dude. so let's jump around. We're talking basketball now, but we're not going to the NBA. We're going to FIBA, dude. France smashes Poland's Cinderella dreams, dude. For some reason, I cared. For two seconds. I was like, all right, Poland, yay. But no. Hey, they got a chance to play for a medal still coming up, dude. What's going on, though? Tell me what's up with FIBA. The only reason I cared was when I saw the starting lineup for France, I was like, what the fuck? How do we not get Gobert? And oh, yeah, what about that guy, too? Anyways, we fucked that up big time because Gobert is a big part of that team. He looks pretty Who's good. Who's we, out there. dude? Who's we? Uh, so. Did no, I'm just bear? wondering, we fucked that up big time. You're like... Okay, all right, all right. The war- royal we then, man. Like, me in general. How about that? Me, Why? Me. Like, what did you fuck up, dude? Oh, you are saying he wasn't on the team. You didn't know if he was on the team. Yeah, we didn't know oh, he okay. was on... Like, like okay. last episode, you put me on the spot. We're like, who's on the France team? Dude, I, I like, thought you were uh, speaking Evan French Port- when you Pornier. said we. Like, the royal we. <laughs> 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 all right, dude. Uh, King Charles. Um. Anyways. Um. Dude, I, you know what? There? I'm gonna take over because I don't think you can recover from this one, bro. But we're no, I can't. All I'm right, so we're gonna talk about a, a school here <laughs> that usually would think of maybe more in the football sense, but this time we're gonna be talking about Arkansas basketball. Um, this 18-year-old, six-five point guard, Nick Smith. This guy can play. All right, and Nick Smith is played Arkansas. Um, he played in Arkansas for high school, and he's looking like he could be a top five pick in the upcoming draft. Um, so let's talk about his build. When you look at him and his shoulder width, you think, all right, this guy's kind of, and his arm length, like he's kind of got a Dejounte Murray vibe for his build. But when you watch him play. You're not like, all right, this guy plays like DeJounte Murray or anything like that. He feels a little bit more like watching Jaw play, right? And he's got great vision. Yeah. He's a really creative pastor. Um, he loves to go either direction, and he really can finish because um, he creates a lot of space with his, you know, his steps after he picks the ball up. So that ability is really important in the NBA, but when you see it against high schoolers, it's like, damn, this guy's like a legit yep. – NBA level player playing against Arkansas high school teams. And we'll see how he plays. Um, Arkansas should have a really good team. They've got three five-star recruits. We're not usually talking about Arkansas basketball, but here we are. We're talking about it, dude. Like when you talk about a player like him, the one thing that you always wonder is how his shot will translate, but he's got good mechanics. So it looks like there's going to be a solid translation there. You could see him 
with his athleticism at his peak being compared to like a Derrick Rose, but maybe a legitimate shot from the outside, mm. which is important in the modern game. And Derrick Rose is pretty much not a threat from the three-point line, except I'm thinking like his MVP year he was, he was, but outside of that, I'm not sure, dude. You know what? I need to look this shit up before I keep talking, but I'm really big on what I see from Nick Smith. I think it's going to be important for him to develop that level. But when I, when I look at him and I compare him to like a player like Cam Whitmore, I think Nick Smith is more likely to be that type of player because of the way he, he plays. Um, like I'm talking about an all-star level player, but he plays downhill and he's able to get past his man. Mm -hmm. And he, and once he does that, he really can do whatever he wants. And look, they're both going to be excellent players. They're going to be both great prospects could both be top five picks, but I like the way that I see like that first step explosiveness from, um, yeah, from Scoop. not Scoop. I'm saying, of course, Scoop. But yeah, from Nick here, I'm talking about. I think Nick has a little oh. bit more explosiveness yes. than than Cam in that first step, and I think pro people will probably be a little bit surprised. But um, I think that might come from being a superior ball handler, right? Like. He might not be as quick or they might be tied, yeah. but if you're a better ball handler, you can get that ball out in front of you and then you can go catch up to it. And that's something he does really well. But I've been talking about Nick Smith, dude. I'm a big, big fan of his. Like I felt like a lot of the, the stuff he does really resonates with what I like about players in the modern game. So I'm like, is it foolish for me to get really high on a player in Arkansas? I don't know. Like that's It's a question whether or not he's... Yeah? I think it's All fair. Right. Then you tell me why. Yeah. Let me just say there all right, when I when I was looking him up, first of all, there's not this enormous amount of film on Nick Smith out there. You've got to really search for the film. You gotta really go and break down some of even uh Instagram po post and, and Twitter post of, of film that's out there. I like to do this type of, of work. It's a lot of fun. So when you finally get to the meat of everything and you're like, Oh, this is person's really great, it's nice. Doing that, you read a lot of articles, right? And out of all the articles I read, the one that was on SI.com, and it talks about the di a draft, or it's the uh, written by the uh, Draft Digest staff. All right. So these guys write it. I don't know who it is, but they said this. They said, Nick Smith is one of the most anticipated college freshmen in this century. All, all right. right. Now, that stood out to me because this is not something I see a lot when people say immediately i'm like okay all right that's pretty big to say you know like not just like so point dave guards, flat but said anticipated he's freshmen. one of the most anticipated point guards in it i'm just kidding <laughs> that is what the si draft or si.com draft right, digest you guys look it up look it up it's one of the first things when you when you search nick smith up you'll see it so I start looking up and I keep on breaking down film. I keep on reading some more stuff about him and I start liking what I'm seeing. And then I start seeing the possibilities that he has to really become a three level scorer. Yeah, you know? for sure. Like I love this. I love it when somebody can hit a three then turn around and hit a fadeaway jump shot or a jump shot inside the lane either way. And then somebody that can go to the hole hard, yeah. right? That is potential. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times when you see a player do this, you're like, okay, can they do this throughout the game, mm -hmm. right? Can they consistently do this? They can they do this with the physical contact? Can they do this? Can they do that? Every single time I see Nick Smith out there, he's sprinting, and he's not jogging, he's not doing, he's going 
hundred percent at all times. Yeah. You know, he's got he's got his 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 you know gear in turbo right now. And I love it because like you don't see that type of mentality with high school players a lot. Usually it's like, oh man, I just ran down the court 10 12 times. I'm good. So you know he's putting this extra work a lot. So I like to see that. I like to see a player that has uh, enough stamina to be able to run for the entire game without getting tired and really breaking a sweat. And this young man definitely has that ability. Um, I like the way his three-point shot is. Now, the mechanics are right with it. A lot of people will say that he needs work with his three-point shot. I don't feel like he needs work. I think that it will, it will transition at Villanova, very, or not Villanova, Arkansas very well. That's not something he needs to really work uh, worry about because the mechanics are right with his shot. It, it's just a matter of getting in that weight room and being able to do what he needs to do to get his body right. Now, when you're looking at the way that he is able to uh, use his pick and roll, right? He loves to call the pick and roll out and use it as a distraction and, and go around his player. I like this, okay? It's a lot of what we see in the NBA. Uh, we see Dame do it a lot, Damian Lillard do it. He'll call up his, his pick and then he'll go on the opposite side of his pick's coming because he'll realize that he has an open lane. So these are the things that I like to see because you see he's, he's taking his game and he's molding it. Um, he stops on the dime, uh, and his first stuff is so explosive. When he stops on the dime and he starts again, Mark, it's it's instant, and it's so powerful. Like You don't see a lot of people, uh, young men especially, be able to do this. Uh, and I know he's going to get faster and it's going to get better. So look for this to be his, his signature move in the NBA when he explodes off the dribble, um, after he's 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 stopped on the dime, his guy is backing up still, and he's just gonna be able to fly past him while the guy falls down on the ground. You're gonna see this a lot in the um, NBA when he's playing in the NBA. Now in college, I think he's gonna be able to do that as well. Uh, but really, this young man is gonna be an unbelievable athlete to wherever he goes. I want to talk about his body control because this is something that I was really impressed with. Um, one of the things that I I always have watched uh, lanky. Uh, point guards or lanky shooting guards come down the lane, mm -hmm. right, Mark? And as they're coming down the lane, they, um, they're going for a floater, right? And they go all over the place. You know, they're, they're not controlled at all. So lanky kids have an incredibly hard time being controlled going through the lane. But when you watch him go to the lane, he's controlled with his floater. He's controlled with his layup. He is a very controlled individual when it goes to uh, getting to the hole. And I, I like this man. It, it shows me that he has like uh, an ability to do things that a lot of people can't. When you get to that hole and you have body control and you're not going over the place, guess what refs see? They see you not moving around in 14 different directions, so it's really easy for you to be able to knock that stuff out. Now, I, I look at it as the thing that he's going to be able to do is when he explodes uh, or when he, when he attacks a hole and then he stops on the dime and then he explodes, right? The body control is such a big part of this is because if you can keep the body control under control, he'll get a lot of free throws, a lot of free throws and getting to that foul line. So I love Yo, to see and that. On that point, um, dude, I want to make yeah, sure yeah. you get back to what you're saying. No, but no, go, go, go. I like, can talk talking about Derek Rose or I was earlier anyway, like I feel like that was his like specialty. Like He was explosive. He could get around people and his best highlights were when he finished over people or around people. I get that. But. When he countered it with his stop and he would just hit that runner, right? Then teams realized they couldn't just back off of him and he became much more difficult to guard. And I feel like that's kind of 
like when I see him play, um, Nick, I see him play in this way where like you're talking about body control, like all of a sudden stop on a dime, complete control, release a shot to the basket that is like uh, as good as if he was shooting a set shot. And if you can do that going into college, like it's going to be a really fun year for you because that's, I mean, let's face it. Like we've seen some players who are arriving at the NBA and they end up being really good players, but they're still learning that move. Man, you're right. And it's why it's exciting to watch a young yeah. man like this is because he's a young man and he's learning how to do these things and it's moves. Like you see, it's like, whoa, that's a move. Whoa, that's a move. That's a move. Like, damn. Like, that's why I, I, I went back to what they said about Nick Smith as being one of the most anticipated college freshmen of the century, in this century. Like, it's because of what yeah. he can do. It's, it's all out here. You know, you guys can go do all this, all your research yourself. His fast break ability and the way he gets up the court and the way he starts the, uh, the fast break is crazy, man. He gets the ball and he's at sprinting. Because remember, explosive first step, right? He uses that when he's running down the court because he needs to get the ball up. He thrives off of the fast break. And one of the things that he's constantly doing with his head, it's up and it's moving around. He is constantly scanning the floor. It doesn't, I mean, here's the thing about it. I was watching. He has the ball. He's scanning the floor. He doesn't have the ball. He's scanning the floor. This is what mm -hmm. he does. He is incredibly intelligent. And this is why I get excited about him is because he understands the, uh, the game at a very, very high level. Um, you know, his body size, obviously Mark talked about that. It's what we want to see in a point guard. Uh, you know, I, it's one of the things I want to say this is, um, I see him play, right. And I see Mark talked about De uh, Devontae Murray. Like, I think Devontae Murray is going to be a much better player with Trey young. Right. right. Okay. Now the NBA is transitioning into a two point guard system. Okay. Or three guards, two point guards, whatever you want to say. Like you look in at Atlanta, this is going to be good for Devontae Murray and it's going to be good for Trey Young. You look in Oklahoma City, SGA and Josh Giddy. Like you wonder if the situation for Nick Smith would be a lot better for his first couple of years to have an experienced point guard to go out there with him that's willing to share the ball so that Nick Smith can be that shooting guard and transition to that point guard in the NBA a lot easier. Now, that doesn't mean that shooting guard is what he's going to play because if you know about the way that the system runs with two point guards, it's a label. It's not necessarily what right. it is. Like Josh Giddy and Shea, they both bring up the ball. Trey Young and Devontae Murray are going to both bring up the ball. It's part of the system and what they do. It's not necessarily a demotion to go to the shooting guard position on, on defense, but it is one of those things that would help him become a better uh, defender is if he can play against shooting guards in the beginning that are more physical. Uh, and not as quick as point guards. So this is something that I would love to see him do is transition his defense into the NBA. Um, I love that he is staying uh, home for college, man. This is something that we're seeing a lot of uh, NBA scouts and people that are looking into players is they want to see commitments. They want to see um, players that are willing to stay at home for long periods of time because that means when they move to their city, they're going to move and they're going to make a family and they're going to stay there. That's where they're going to want to stay, mm -hmm. right? That's what you want to see in an organization is a player that's committed to staying where he's at. And let's just not, uh, you know, mix words here. Arkansas is not this big, sexy name that he could have gone to. I mean, he could have gone anywhere in the country he wanted to go, but he picked Arkansas. Loyalty is everything in the NBA, man. And I love to see that. And again, I would love to see him show that he has a huge motor 
his first year in Arkansas. I want to see that he continues to do all the plays that he proved that he could do in high school. I want to see him do that in uh, college. And if he could do that, man, next year he'll be a top four pick. And that's that's no doubt in my mind. Well, that's cool, man. I think you've, you've nailed it. I mean, this league is going more and more for players that can stretch the court from behind the arc and then has have that elite athleticism. And he's got both of those things. Yeah, I mean, defensively, there's going to be questions. But when you have those things, it really comes down to effort and, you know, honing your craft. So sure. I'm a big fan of Nick Smith, bro. Like, I'm a big fan of what he can potentially bring to a lot of different teams. And I think if you are in a spot where you're rebuilding, like he's the type of player that you want to have. He may not be as sexy as Jalen Green, but like I feel like he's he's got that winner mentality. You know what I mean? Like he Fuck he yeah, just he, does. he only cares about yeah. one thing, and you he's got right. that swagger. And it's like he get he gets past his man, like he's gonna take care of his teammates. It's not like oh like he got past his man, he's just gonna dunk on everybody. Fuck so yeah, yeah, I mean it's great to see people who can dunk on people, but it's great to see people who can do both things and you know, prioritize other people at the same time. And now I'm just shitting on Jalen Green, but that's okay. I mean, it's just going to take other people a little bit of time before they shit on him too, dude. Um, What do we got, dude? Um, Baseball, bro. We got some big matchups on their way, bro. Um, I'm looking at it, and you're, and you're ripping a bong right now, so it's really hard for me to, to say anything that's related to anything else. But... You're good, dude. All right, go ahead. So tell me what's as your your head clears out. (laughs) That was all right, (coughs) guys. Um, this is my little baby. It's my Puff Peak Pro. That looks like one of those dildos that got fucking um, baller. See the on the highway in Oklahoma. Check it out. (laughs) Anyways, um, so um, we're talking MLB baseball, right, baby? Let's do it. All right. So we got uh we got some interesting shit going down with baseball, you know what I'm For saying? Sure. We've got uh the division is tightening up in the American Central. Uh I like this division because of all <coughs> well, <coughs> first of all, is the winner of this division is the only one that's going to make it to the playoffs out of this group because the uh <laughs> um, uh uh, the wild card brain right, is, is so tight right now that none of I don't know how you're able it. to keep so talking, dude. Guardians. That was a massive rip, dude. <laughs> dude, I felt so good. All right. Uh, I like what's happening with the Guardians, White Sox, and Twins. These guys are two games apart right now. They are killing it. Uh, they have 11 of the next 20 or 19 games, something like that, against each other. Damn. All right. So 11 of the next of those are against each other. It's going to be a fucking bloodbath, man. And I love to see this in baseball because, listen, you could go and lose five games in a row and still make the playoffs here because you're going to play against a couple other teams that are going to be playing against each other and so on yeah. and so forth. So this is going to be fun to watch. That's something to definitely circle there. Now, the National East is always fun to watch, especially when you have the Mets and the reigning champs, the Braves, that are neck and neck right now. They're one game apart. They're fighting for this. They're constantly at each other's throats. This is what we need to see in baseball is when you have something like this right here and you have big markets that are fighting against each other. Uh, they play each other in the second to last series um, before this um, season's over. They have three games against each other. I'm circling that series right there, and I want to see that one because, listen, 
the Braves are a championship um, team. They are the champs. So, like, man, if they if they don't pull this off, it'll be interesting. But listen, it doesn't really matter who pulls it off because they're still gonna probably have to play each other in the playoffs. Then you have in the wild card, American. Uh, it's you know, I say this is this is probably exactly the same thing that's already happening in the American. Everything is tight right. there, right? Like super fucking tight. Um, not stripper tight, but super t- fucking tight. Anyways, uh, we have close to three team battle. We have a close three team battle right here. We have Mariners, Blue Jays, and Rays. They're all right there. Uh, they're th- uh, two games, two plus games apart, so like two and a half games, something like that. I'm sorry, two games apart or three. Yes. No, I'm sorry. They are a okay. game apart. These three teams are a game apart. The next way we've got is the National Wild Card. Is the Braves or Mets are obviously going to get that first spot right there, but the second spot is going to probably go to the Phillies. They have a two and a half game lead right now um, on the Padres and Brewers, uh, but the Phillies look good. They look like a, a really solid team. Uh, don't sleep on the Padres though. They are a very well-rounded team. Um, they could do something crazy and pull off and end up making uh, the playoffs here. But you've got you've got some interesting baseball going on, man. Is there anything here that interests yeah, you dude, at all? Is there any chance the Mets beat the Braves? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Listen, the Mets are solid. The Mets are really really good. If they get healthy, they're probably the best dude, team in I- baseball. I mean, yeah, I, I get turned on a Mets game blah, the other blah, blah, day, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, but, "Yo, how did I not know Scherzer was with the Mets?" For some reason, that that had slipped it. Yeah, uh, they got a great dude, staff. If he's they're sick. I love watching him groom, pitch. Like, dude, Scherzer. he's just a master at his craft. And then you've got Diaz coming out of the bullpen as the closer with the the most amazing, you know, you know, song. Yeah, out. dude. How about that, dude? It's Timmy that trumpet, bro. Tump, trumpet, or Timmy yeah, trumpet. Dude. Oh, yeah, so dude, good. some great shit, dude. I love listening to him. Uh, Narco. Timmy Trump, Timmy Trumpet or Narco. You guys got to check sure, it out. For sure, dude. Some great shit, dude. So, um, yeah, and obviously. Exciting stuff, you got man. some good it's... young teams there, like um, the Blue Jays. Are they going to be able to put it together? Um, that's been a big question for me. And then um, the White Sox. What's going on with Tony LaRusso? Are they better off without him? <laughs> these are These are some obvious questions, but. I don't know, dude. As as this race continues to to crystallize, Man, it's gonna I gotta be great. say something about that though. I listen. As somebody that's had a dad as a coach, right? right? Okay, it's a great idea to have an older person like that as a coach. It is. It's great to have your granddad as your coach until right. it's not. Like, old people, are old people, right? Right. They get cranky. They get become assholes. Like the asshole gets pulled out on them, and it spoils the water very, very quickly. Sometimes, I'm not saying that Tony Lou or yeah, Tony Lewis. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. he's like that. Not saying he's like that. But what I am saying is that there's sometimes that things just don't aren't right, and when things aren't right, when a um, a known asshole is an asshole, it shouldn't be so fucking surprising. Yeah. There's a lot of young kids on that team, and listen, a grandpa asshole is a whole lot di- different than they've ever seen yeah. before. There you go. And we also, you know, we've talked about on our other podcast a little bit about where the Yankees are at. So I'm not gonna have you draw that out, but in the end, yeah, Yankee Death yeah. Star, guys, check it out. It's our it's our Yankees podcast. We're bringing it back. Both Dave and I took a significant break from anything other than doing our Thunder podcast. Basically, 
Life got crazy, bro, and we are back. We're talking Yankees, and that's why I started out holding up my um, my Sports Illustrated Derek Jeter rookie year. Yeah, that's right, dude. This is this is how I'm feeling about the Yankees, man. And I always feel this way whenever you know, like fall turns around, bro. It's like, woo, here we go. It's getting cold out, and you know, playoffs are around the corner. So um, let's talk a bit about the Yankees, dude. Um, Without going too far into it, man, because we talked about it in the last podcast too, because we always talk Yankees. Um, what are we expecting to see from them in the playoffs? Is there any chance that Boone gets fired mid playoffs? I'm just, I'm just oh, kidding, dude. No. But no, no, no. I feel like if it starts going bad, Cash- dude, they will, they will start being like, like he's obviously the scapegoat, well, bro. He his his, yeah, no doubt. Like his job's on the line. It's he win either- World Series or bust, right? I, I hate saying it, man, but like I think we're at that moment. Like, it, here's the thing: if you look about, if you look at the last time that the Yankees got mm-hmm. Joe Torre, you know, um, oh man, who was their their coach? They're, they had a good coach at the time, right, right? A good manager at the time, and he just couldn't get it done, so they had to switch out. Now, so Cashman was there when that first happened. Oh, he you was. Know? I didn't know he was. So he saw that firsthand. Yeah, he's been there since like 94, 92, something Dude. like that. So he's been there for the whole time. So he sees these things that happen, yeah. right? You know, as a young man, those things make a difference. And I guarantee you, he's gone to Boone and said, listen, you get these guys together because I can't, I can't keep, you know, tell the boss, man, I'm going to keep you guys anymore. Like, if you can't pull this off, if you can't do it, I'm going to go have to spend, you know, $15 million to go get a new you know, $30 million to go get a new guy. Yeah. So you do it, or I'm going to have to spend some more money to go get in somebody else. So, you well, know, like they got hot. They, they, they started hot. They tripped and they got hot again. So getting hot at the right time gives us a lot of hope. So we'll stop talking about the Yankees right now because we talk enough about the Yankees other times. So, but I want to talk about like, I mean, look at the other side. Um, the National League, mm-hmm. right? You have the Braves, Dodgers, and Mets. Like, those three teams, if all, all are healthy, are filthy, man. Like, if they all get healthy and they all get going just before, you know, things get going, cooking in the playoffs, man, this could be some of the most intense baseball we've ever seen in the playoffs. And I'm excited, man. Like, I truly am excited. For sure, dude. And I was like, all right, dude, we got to throw one more story in there, bro. We're talking about Texas dropping oh. $280,000 on the the Archie Manning visit. What do you think about that, bro? It doesn't surprise me because if you think about like who Archie Manning is and the fact that you know he's very uh, famous, you probably had to hire a lot of um, Good strippers, um, bro. security. Oh. Secure, Dude, I security. thought this was gonna be a stripper joke, bro. Come on. Uh, no, I, I, I thought about going there, but the Mannings are way above. Dude, I would just bro. say this: two hundred eighty thousand sounds like one good night for Trey Lance. I'm yeah, just kidding. No doubt, but no, dude, he was throwing ones. He wasn't throwing hundreds, dude. <laughs> Man, we showed that video. Did we show that video of the? Uh, uh, the dildos last that was, yeah that was on our thunder one because that's that's all in oklahoma dude that was uh the dildos on the highway of 
I forty Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, Kilpatrick yeah. Turnpike, Lube, and dildos everywhere, bro. Everywhere, dude. It was crazy. It's all our barstool sports. Great stuff, bro. Great stuff. And so, but, yo, I'm writing good um, stuff, the man. part of like what's gonna be on our podcast, the description, bro. So I'm gonna say Archie Manning, yeah. two hundred and eighty thousand dollars on strippers. Is that? Is there anything I should say? Is that too inflammatory? <laughs> um, on how about this? I'll say question mark. Now it's it's a yeah, suggestion. There you go. Add the question. All right. Yeah, it's just a suggestion because we're not saying that Archie Manning would spend time with strippers and illicit how about drugs. on? But I would 280,000 on how about this Texas strippers? There you go. Ooh. All right. Dude. What? Or did did no no how about this? Did uh Texas pay 284,000 for Archie Manning to go to the Aggies? Yeah, you want me to write that, dude? <laughs> nah, dude. I'm just. I'm glad that you made yourself so happy, bro. Because didn't he pull his? Didn't he pull the fact that he did? Uh, uh, not going to Texas oh, anymore. I, like his I don't, commitment. Did he pull his commitment? I think. He, I think he's I committed, know, bro. Dude. I, but uh, that would make sense I, about I why you laugh, dude. Because I didn't really get what? the joke at the, at the time. I, I didn't get the joke, and now now it makes sense. You, like I think Archie's still going to Texas, bro. Is it oh, Archie I he, or Arch? I, I thought he decommitted. I think it's Arch. I don't know. They name their kids weird stuff, dude. dude. I mean, not that Peyton's Yeah, weird. it's Arch. Or Eli. Archibald. I've been calling him Archie. Dude, dude. I want to call... Can I call him Archie? Like, Scooter? Archie? Yeah, I mean, we can call people like, whatever we, we want, dude, we got Archie. But in the end... That's right. It's our fucking podcast. Yeah, dude. And hey, Archie Manning, if you don't like me calling you Archie, yeah. let me know. Sue us. Too easy. We're not talking about Arch. We're talking about Arch. All right, dude. So on the way out, bro, um, we told a story a little bit about boxing each other, dude. And um, I just wanted to fill in some of the blanks. You know, this was was a little bit the other day. But when Dave and I, we would box, um, well, Dave's bigger than me. and He's stronger than me. And he would beat the shit out of me. And... um, I remember, uh, like I mentioned earlier, that we went to Wendy's, bro, and they almost didn't serve me because I was I was so beaten and battered, bro. But it was um, that shirt was it was just covered in blood, and I just yeah. one thing I always appreciated about that was how hard I'd have to work to get you to kick my ass more because I you would be like, dude, I'm done, I'm done. I'd be like, you pussy, you can't fucking handle this, and you'd be like, dude, you should see yourself. And I'd be like, no, fuck you, dude. You're scared of me. And so then you would beat me up some more. Um, but do you have any specific memories about that? Yeah, I mean, there was just some times that we would get talking about each other uh, and to each other about, like, shit. And then we would get on each other's nerves. And I don't know, man. We, like, I look back and I was like, the other day I was talking to Katie. I was like, man, I feel like I beat Mark's ass a lot when we were kids. Yeah, that's true. You did. Yeah. And like Katie said to me, she's like, you know what though? I bet you Mark like fucked with your brain all the time though as a kid. And then you'd realize that he was fucking with you and then you'd beat his ass because he was fucking no, with you. That's, and I was like, that's, that's not that's what it. happened, but that can make you feel good about how it all, but dude, <laughs> dude, dude, 
we would put gloves on. That that one time that we did like a minute rounds, yeah. right? I didn't want to go. I didn't want to do it. But I got a good black eye from that. I got a good old bruise on my ribs. Yeah. You got me the stomach real good. But I don't bruise real easy. So like, even if you hit me like twenty times on my face, I like the fact is is that a black eye was you know pretty baller for what Dude, you did. Um, I you taught me I could take a hit, and that really. It helped me out whenever I was at a party with my friends in College Station. Um, I was yeah, there yeah. with a bunch of cadets from West Point, and we were in like a big group. And I had I had stolen this tambourine from this hookah spot, and I was like playing the tambourine in the street, dancing because I was so fucked up, dude. Yeah. And somebody walked up I and punched it. me in the face for no reason. I I didn't instigate it, and bro, like everybody was like, "What the hell happened?" And I just started laughing because I thought in that moment, I was like, what would be the most humiliating thing? Because if I attacked him, then he would feel like, oh, you know, he started it. Dude, I laughed like so loud that people on the other side of the street started looking and I just was laughing at him in his face, dude. And he like he felt this small simply because I didn't respond and yeah. I just laughed at him and I told him he, he hit like a pussy and it was like. He just Damn. walked away. But, dude, he walked up and punched me in the face. And this is College Station, so does it does it surprise anybody? It shouldn't, right? But it was crazy, <laughs> bro. I mean, I just – I remember, like, that punch by him, bro, it, it didn't hurt anything as bad yeah. as, as the, the fights, like, when we were growing up, dude. Like, it, you would literally beat yeah. the shit out oh, of yeah. me, dude. Oh, well, and you would beat the shit no. out of me too, because like I, you taught me how to like we say you, I taught you, but you taught I me. I never beat you up, bro. Dude, all right, but but no, I would. But you did get listen. Good here's what I would do: I would get coat hangers, okay, and I'd unwind them. <laughs> this hurts but dude, so bad. How you would keep coming at me no matter what I did. <laughs> like it was the only way to keep you away from me. I'd be like, "This is my dude. space, and if I can hit you with this, then you are too close." Like this is. This is it. Look, I'm not trying to make Man. you feel bad because so, I don't like it. Doesn't it no, doesn't hurt my feelings or anything? I, I, I kind of feel bad. No, but, but I'm telling you right now, dude. I'll get over it. We that we would okay when we were little versus when we were grown ass men and when we got out there and we fought and when we put the gloves on, yeah. we entered it like it didn't matter anything else, right? And that's where I think we worked it out. It was just like look, and I remember one fight, you. Like, had beat me up really bad the last time. And so then we were put him on. And, bro, you came at me, and I took a hit, and then I laid one on you, and then I laid another one on you. And, yeah. like, we do those one-minute rounds or whatever, yeah. right? And I, I remember. I, then, they were, like, you didn't want to fight me anymore. And I was like, all right. Like, that's what I had to do. Like, I just – I, nah, man. I, I had to give you, you a few flicks in that. You got me in the face a I, couple like, times. I'm telling you, stomach. dude. I, I never made you bleed, though. Let's say that right now. Like <laughs> – Except that one time but, I threw a rock at your head. But I don't, Other than that one, dude, boom. I I don't bleed, right? Like <laughs> I'm not even don't. human. The other thing I don't is I don't break bones. I've never broken a bone. This is what I have. All right, everybody. Everybody's <laughs> watching. I've got what they call a dwarf thumb. All right, this guys. This saves if one you look on the screen. You everybody. can see it. It's a little midget thumb. <laughs> it's like his one. <laughs> so, anyways. They always look at it and they like, oh, it's broken. So I've never broken a bone in my body. I've been hit by a car, um, going forty-five miles an hour. Um, I, you know, I've I've fallen out of trees. 
like really high up. I've gotten in fights. Um, this one time I got in a fight where this guy came up and he got like three punches in my face before I did yeah. anything. And I won't really say what I did or said to his uh, <laughs> lady friend. But I will say I probably deserved the three hits before I did anything. But after the three hits, he stood there over – he stood not over me, but he stood there waiting for me to do something. When I started like ha, ha, ha yeah. him, right? You know what I did? Fucking slapped him and he went to the Bro, floor. Bro, I can imagine, dude. I just fucking slapped him. Like, here's the thing about it. Like, there's sometimes you're up against little people, like much smaller people, and like, like they're, like their hits just don't do anything, you know. And like you recognize, like, man, if I really hit this person, they're probably gonna fucking die. Dude. So what do you do, man? You slap the shit out of them, man. You make that bitch slap hurt so fucking bad that they don't want to stand up for a week, bro. It's the best thing ever, man. It's the most lethal weapon to get out of a fight ever because guess what if they're like go up to a cop and be like i fucking punched him four times and he slapped me and i knocked out yeah. right cop's gonna fucking laugh at him he slapped you and you fell to the floor like and you punched him three times come on you're not gonna get in trouble for a fucking slap dude one time i caught somebody um recording me when i was doing something embarrassing yeah. bro. I, I was trying to fly puerto rico a, like right kite surf and i i didn't know how and it was pretty embarrassing because yeah. it was all fails but i get why somebody would record it but I walked up to him, bro, and I slapped the shit out of that guy, dude. Oh, I was like, wham! Oh, yeah, dude. His phone, his wallet went flying. And I just took his phone, dude, and I just chunked it, like, as far as I could into a parking lot. Like, I was just like, fuck you, man. And then I was like, dude, I better get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> what the fuck did I just do? Dude. Like, dude, people get in a lot of trouble Fights, for, for fucking with people's phones. It's like... It's like you go to jail for that. So I so I, I realized after that that I was never going to make that mistake again. And where I made that mistake, it wasn't even illegal to make that mistake. So nobody can bust me for breaking a law, everybody. Yeah. Back when they had flip phones, it yeah, was illegal. Yeah, you totally man. just take somebody's phone. Dude, and most likely it was a flip phone with a camera. So it survived the, the you know, the 100 feet. Yo, you told me a story one time about somebody in Hawaii. You recorded them getting wiped out by a wave, bro. And they asked you to re delete the, the recording, and you did it for them, bro. You did it. Well, yeah. Moment of weakness, dude. Yeah, man. Well, there's a moment that when you recognize that you just you don't have the yeah. upper hand. Like, there's just, <laughs> like, listen, if it was the right person, I would not have deleted it. But at that at that moment, there was no way I was going to have my phone if I didn't delete it. Bro, I just wish he hadn't seen you record it. Because so. I would have loved to see that. I would have loved to see it, dude. Dude, I've, all right, I've been wiped out by a 10-foot wave yeah. in Hawaii. We went to, um, I forget the beach. It's on the opposite side of Eva Beach. Anyways, big-ass yeah. waves, right? And I take my brother out law out there. And, like, my kids, and, you know, they're under 10, that my boys are. And they know how to swim in water. They're really effective in, in, in making sure that they can stay. Anyways, Timmy, my son, wants to get out in the, the ocean, wants to get on the waves. I keep telling him no, and he gets in, right? And I'm like, damn it. It's going to be really hard to get right. him out now. Because, you know, you have to know that the second the wave pulls back, you got to run up this, you know, before you just get trashed, yeah. right? Anyways, so that's exactly what happened. Timmy's like, I'm ready to get out. And he starts getting out. And then he sees, looks up as this wave's coming. Instead of running, he tries to go back in the wave and 
pulls me with him and the wave just tosses us on the beach man i had sand in my ears everywhere yeah. and it was like the first thing i did was look up and i looked around to make sure nobody was recording <laughs> so. dude <laughs> and you know what happened there was a lifeguard standing right there he knew exactly what was about to happen <laughs> he's like this dude and dude it was it was the hardest i've ever been hit in my entire life man yeah. like i have never been thrown like that yeah dude i literally the way was gone and i stood up and i have sand everywhere and i didn't know which way was which yeah that's how many times i turned over yeah dude i, I wasn't hit by a 10 footer but i was hit by probably like a six or seven eight maybe eight footer kind of range and it, yeah like that's how i say i just Damn, like, dude. you just felt i felt like i was just getting pounded over and over and over again against into the sand and then like like you said stood up didn't know which way was which so Dude, when you see those 20-footers and those people out there doing that type of shit, it's like mad respect, but that is not my game, dude. I, I would never go surfing yeah. on anything, dude. I would be like, it would, I, water park surfing would be where I'm at, bro. That's about it. <laughs> I, you know, I just love the comforts of your canoe yeah, things, you know? Yeah, we're canoers, bro. I, I love, I love canoes. I, yeah fishing. man anybody who That's sees it. that cover dude we got some fishing stories eventually man we got some nice steelhead there bro and we're we're gonna get back out there um i'm gonna get my kids out on the this delaware year, river man. soon we're gonna try to catch some brown trout and then you and i are gonna get out there to erie catch some steelhead anybody out there in the area hell yeah dude you know what we're talking about those fish get big and they're good and I'm, I'm checking out the Erie Fishing Report on the daily right now, man, and see when the fish come in because we'll be there to meet them. But we're going to wrap this shit up. We appreciate man, everybody. Go nothing, ahead. Go ahead, Dave. Man, there's nothing like a steelhead yeah. when it when it hits your line. I, I Listen, I've been trout fishing my entire life, so river fishing. So there's a moment there's a moment in there with trout, like even small trout, that you're like, oh, this is the best fishing ever. But when that steelhead hits and runs, it's – Oh my God, it's the it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, dude, we're ready for it. We're going to get after it, and we'll make sure we tell you guys as things go. But we appreciate you guys joining us, and we're going to be back soon, dude. I, I don't know what your schedule's like, bro, but um, I'd love to talk to you after um, after the games Saturday. If you, I mean, maybe sometime Sunday. Shit, maybe we'll talk. Yeah, man. Because last episode we covered what was going to come up on Sunday, so maybe we'll talk Monday, and we'll recap everything that happened. Yeah. I don't know. Keep an eye on us. It, we'll just yeah, see how if you goes. guys follow us, will we sit down and write an episode? Do it, man. And listen, if you're following us on video, turn off the auto download for sure. You don't want to get that shit using up all your memory and stuff. And make sure you have an auto download that it deletes because I don't want to fuck your phones over. Jesus Christ. Auto download works for audio, but for video, it's like a curse. So watch out for that shit, motherfuckers. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you soon.